boys and girls, and everyone in between. It's time for the PC Tech Radio Show with your host today, Random Man. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Hey, 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 boys and girls. Random F back in the driving seat again from the Gloucester studio. I really do apologise for the amount of time it's been in between podcasts, but uh, it's been one of them. So I apologise now. I hope not to leave it so long in the future. Might make this show a little bit longer. We'll see how it goes. So, whilst I've been away and not so long after... I did the last show. We had email after email after email asking about whether Magical Trevor would be back again. The answer is yes. We will be playing some of his tracks and we'll see if we can squeeze another interview in in the not too distant future but he's got a hectic schedule and it's hard work for him. You know, He needs at least a fortnight's rest after one session so we'll see how it goes but we've got a few questions in um, regarding Windows 7 uh, somebody's basically installed Windows 7 over the top of their Vista no not a bad thing to do the only thing I would say is think if it's necessary if you can do a clean boot do it because the question involves the folder that is created called Windows Old Um, or should I say Old Windows right now what is in that folder is basically a complete backup of your Vista operating system Um, so anything that was installed anything you had saved all your files your music your downloads is all there in directories completely preserved should you wish to revert back why I really couldn't fathom but there we go that's what Vista does or should I say that is Vista so if you don't like 7 you want to go back you can go through your menus and restore it but otherwise click delete if there's nothing in there anymore that you want files wise nothing that you can't just drag and drop you know so get the stuff out that you want and then delete it because it will be as I say an exact copy so if your hard drive or your operating system was running with 50 gig with the operating system everything installed yeah that's how big that folder is if it's 100 gig 100 gig plus that's how big the folder will be 
So if you're having problems installing Windows 7 via the upgrade or via running it through Vista itself instead of doing a boot from CD, that might be causing your problems if you haven't got enough disk space for it to create this backup. Because it doesn't shrink it at all. It is almost an identical copy of what your operating system is running now. Anything installed, anything settings, so on and so forth. So get shot of it if you don't need it. If you've got plenty of hard drive space, then don't worry about it. You've got a complete backup there, should you wish. So take your pick, but seriously, it's a big waste of space. Now, you know I love my music on this show. Um, so I think I'm going to go back to the old school and one of my all-time favourite tracks. It's a little clip for it all. A little clip? Yeah. A little bit of rap pack for you all. Enjoy. Now I originate...
far too often but I know there's one or two you out there that love that one or two that have never heard it before in your life oh dear you really do need to be educated but I'll do a bit of that in between <coughs> rambling on now one of the well, another reason why it took me so long to do these podcasts was thanks to Microsoft and their updates not that they've caused me much problems apart from driver updates Please, for the love of God, if Microsoft offer you a driver update, unless it is a Microsoft product that it is updating, you're better off going to the manufacturer's website and downloading the official updates from there. Um, Because, yeah, they did my audio drivers, and I had to hunt high and low to try and set everything right back to the way it was. And in the end, I had to completely uninstall it, go back to the manufacturer and download and install the latest updates. Now, it's not only your driver updates that can cause problems. Now, I use a few gadgets on my desktop. Now, I use the network meter that you can get on there, the CPU meter and the hard drive meter. Now, unbeknown to me, when they come up with the little note at the bottom underneath them saying new software is available or a new version is available get it don't get it from Microsoft again go to their website download it and install it because it was causing my beast to slow down to a crawl now I'm running a quad core with 4 gig of memory more than adequate to do what I need it to do and yet this thing was taking five to ten minutes to open up a web page all because of a conflict being caused by those two little taskbar updates one was a clash with Internet Explorer 9 and one was a clash with Service Pack 1 for this is for Windows 7 now I've never experienced, well, no, 
that's that's a lie. It's been many a year since I've experienced a program conflicting that much to cause that much slowdown. Usually it's hardware, something's dying inside the machine, but it's been a long time since I've experienced anything like that. So that's just a warning, keep an eye, anything that you use all the time or that is running all the time, just check the versions, get your updates, go to the official websites, the manufacturers, get them from there because Microsoft as good as they are, are a little bit behind the times and so yeah just go the official route don't play third party Microsoft as I say have sorted Windows 7 out it's great compared to Vista still one or two little bits but they're working on them now I need to get some input from somebody even if it's you getting in touch now iPhones versus Android. Now I'd like to include the Windows Phone in this but I don't know. I can't say because I haven't used them. But let's face it, the iPhone when it first came out was a brilliant bit of kit. Now I'm not saying that I've owned one but I've had full use of one and if you really want your phone to do all of that, great. I'd rather have a computer to do what I need a computer to do and a phone to do what I need a phone to do but throwing all of that and then some into a phone yeah great idea but I can't see the point because if you're out of the office and you're doing it all on your phone then why come out of the office surely you're still better equipped in there to be doing your job I'm not saying you can't make little edits but seriously you see people and they're hugging these things and then you've got the latest iPod or iPhone should I say there's only one slight flaw with it at release if you hold the phone a certain way you lose all signal unfortunately it's the way that 99% of people on the planet will hold any mobile phone yeah, that's not really great planning there. Now, Apple products, I'm not a great fan. I'm not saying they're useless. But then Androids come along. Now, it does the job exactly the same as an iPhone, only better, faster, more reliable. So, let's think about it. Apple sort it out maybe drop the prices a little bit because as good as your gadget is it's not that good none of them are let's go out and buy an eye product at twice the price as we can get something just as good if not better if we shopped around and knew what we were looking for <laughs> sorry Apple but you are well overpriced you've got some very good rebuy tactics um, but at the end of the day it's just greed why stick short life batteries into products that are going to be used all the time and on charge all the time because people need them rely on them 
because they've forgotten how life was before they had your product. Yeah, which is where you get them by the short and curlies, because you put limited, unexpandable memory in there. And then you give them a product with a shitty battery in it. Oh, but they can't be replaced. So they'll have to go out and buy a new one. Really, are you lot out there buying them that gullible? Oh, I've got to have an iPod shuffle. Why? Go out and get a 2 gig MP3 player. Quarter of the price, twice as reliable. But who am I to say? <coughs> Never mind, eh? Right, back to some tunes. Now, I'm pretty sure one or two of you have heard of Acon. Now, I found this track and I was laughing my ass off when I first listened to it. Now, I'm guessing this may have been his first time, but I certainly wouldn't do what he's done on this track. I'll let you listen to it, but just take the words in. That's all I'll say. Sometimes something beautiful happens in this world. You don't know how to express yourself, so you just gotta sing.
I love that track. That was The Lonely Island featuring Akon. I just had sex. Oh, it takes a couple of listens, but seriously, if you listen to all the words, you'll need two listens because you'll be laughing over certain bits, and then you'll laugh over different bits the next time round. Oh, quality little jewel that was. Right, now I've got another question here uh, regarding overclocking. Now, the specs of the motherboard certainly manage it. Now we're looking at a SLI, or should I say, it's a P5N32 SLI motherboard with an i3 processor, and he's already bought himself a bigger heatsink, the Therm- uh, Thermalright Ultra 120 Extreme. Right, now he's asking what he can safely overclock his CPU to. Right, first things first, if you know what you're doing, great. Any overclocking is dangerous. Not to you personally, but to your equipment. If you don't do it right and it doesn't like it, you'll cook it. And that's it, it'll stop working. But, so long as you know what you're doing, realistically you should be able to overclock that to about 4 gig I'm not saying it won't go higher than that but what you've got to remember is any overclocking will also shorten your lifespan of your processor yes you might be keeping it within working perimeters and safe working perimeters but it will shorten the life of your CPU so, do it in steps. Take it up to two and a half, then three, then three and a half, four. Do it in chunks. Let it run for a bit. See how it handles the overclocking. There's no point going, right, I'm going to overclock it to 4.4, which I think would be your absolute maximum. Um, but seriously, I wouldn't. Um, four, I would say is the safest maximum you want to be aiming for on that. Any higher, I s- yeah, it's entirely up to you. It can be done. It's just the cooling issues and the stability of it. But do it in chunks. Test each step. Let it run for a day or so. See how it runs. Check. The, keep an eye on the temperatures. Put it through its paces. Then take it up a step if that was fine it's the best way of doing it otherwise you might find that yeah you've overclocked it straight up to three and a half to four gig you're not really keeping an eye on things and a month later it's cooked just because you didn't slowly break it in now there's plenty of programs out there that you can bench test your system with you can get hold of the demo versions um, but they'll test your system graphically mathematically it'll test all your hard drives <coughs> and it'll give you a system performance yeah okay Vista and Windows 7 have got Microsoft's rating on there um, and it's strange because you get all these ratings and most of the games don't need them yeah okay everybody wants to- their computer to score high <laughs> yeah I'm a geek and I don't good on it <laughs> big whoopty fog. There's no point having a quad-core processor with SLI 2-gig graphic cards and 16-gig of memory 
with three terabytes of storage when all you do is use MSN and Facebook. Hi bro. But never mind. Um, <coughs> that's another story. Right. I think, right, where should we go? Educational time. Now, everybody knows that a certain word is. But don't let me spoil it. Oh, well, everybody's heard about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird's a winner, well, the bird, bird, bird. Bird is a winner, well, the bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner, well, the bird, bird, bird. The bird's a winner, well, the bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner, well, the bird, bird. The bird's a winner, well, the bird, bird, bird. The bird's a winner, well, the bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner, well, the bird, bird. The bird's a winner, well, don't you know? That's the bird, well, everybody knows that the bird is a winner, well, the bird, bird. The bird's a winner, well, Men with surfing bird, so now you know that the bird is equal to, if not greater than, the word. Proven. Adams West scientist. So, last question for now is we've had one coming in saying, I'm looking f to network all my computers together and I want to add my two Xbox 360s to the network so that if I want to play against my son, we can do this. What is the best way to set this up and what I need to, what would I need in place to accomplish this? Um well Xbox Live would be the easiest way. Um because to try and do it the other way, both 360s would have to be running wirelessly through laptops uh, running through a separate program, uh, I think Hamachi would possibly do it. Then you need to change all your settings on your Xbox 360s to be able to run via that way. 
um, or you buy an extra uh, internet cable and system link them is the much easier way of doing it or as I say Xbox Live if you've both got live accounts you can both play against each other with each other on whatever games you like I'm not trying to flog it but it's certainly a darn sight easier than having needing two laptops effectively would be the easiest way um, otherwise you would need extra network cards within your main base units so go for the cheaper option this is my best advice on that I and mean, yes it can be done um, if you really want to look into it email us back in and I shall see what links I can get you to guide you through it but it's not an easy task better off sticking to the way that you, they want you to do it unfortunately so now back to the tunes um, I'm going to make a little introduction I think now DJ Outright um, I'm not too sure whether he or Magical Trevor knows this but is Magical Trevor's long lost Siamese twin now they were separated at birth and given away for adoption so neither of them knew their birth parents now when I say Siamese it didn't make big news because they were joined at the big toe so you know it wasn't exactly a life threatening operation to sever the tie but he does suffer some ailties the same as Magical Trevor whereas instead of using music and interpretive dance to explain what he has to say DJ Outright actually uses music and pasta drawings it, it's one of those it's more like hieroglyphics but the way he uses the different pasta shapes to make and form the what he's trying to portray is rather impressive so now I'm going to drop a track on now by DJ Outright now we'd love you to send you in your own pasta drawings for this track there's no prizes it's purely just for fun and we won't be returning them so bear that in mind this track by Outright is a nice little length so instead of playing two tracks now I'm gonna play this one so for the next seven minutes sit back relax and enjoy DJ Outright and his interpretation called Bingy Blade Runner Man.
Right, so that was DJ out right there, and I'm pretty sure you've got some pretty and imaginative or pasta pictures coming along as we speak. Now, obviously, I said did mention Magical Trevor earlier, and all right, just tell you a little bit about when we went out the other night, and it just kicked off in this place we were in. We were having a stonking night, and then it just went absolutely peaked on. So this is what happened after Magical Trevor made this noise. Now it was half cross between a monkey call through being sick and stamping or stubbing your toe on the coffee table at the same time. Yeah, he just did that to get people's attention. Um, but yeah, this is how it went. Thank God. 
but I ain't sweating it. Probably here, he wasn't impressed at his night being wrecked, and I tell you, whilst he, that was going on, he was popping caps all over the place. Mainly because it was his round, and the bar had buy one get two free on all these bottles, so he just had to get the lids off them all. He didn't want it interrupting his drinking time. But <laughs> there'll be lots of little stories. I'll see, as I say, I'll see if I can get an interview. I will definitely see if I can record some of the conversations between the long lost Siamese twins and yeah you may not see the dancing but I'd love to see your interpretations in your pasta pictures as I say we cannot return them so maybe a photocopy or a scan of said picture that you may have made to interpret what you have heard there's no prizes it's just for fun <laughs> it should be anyway <laughs> right, now, I'd like to think that most people listen to my shows through a decent set of speakers, a decent set of headphones, at high volumes. Be nice, I play the music, it deserves it. Now, the next track will test that little fact. Um, now, it's by Dada Life. Unleash the King Dada, right? Now, if you've got... A decent subwoofer, this will certainly test it. If you think that your stereo may not be able to cope with the bass in this next track, you're better off stopping listening now, because I'm going to play this tune out till the end, and that'll be it for this week. So either save yourself the embarrassment, or turn it up and enjoy. Ta-da for now, and keep smiling all.
See, now I could never find them bass lines on my old Amiga. But I wrote plenty of demos like this, I tell you, B. just found these S&M magazines in little Tommy's room. What do you think we should do about it? I don't know, but spanking him's not the bestest of ideas now, is it? 